Welcome to the Reclaiming Her podcast. I am your host, Brooke Belden. I am a healer of healers, a leader of leaders, and I am here to initiate women through their awakening and activate their innermost desires. This podcast is an opportunity for us to have the intimate discussions that I share with my clients and friends about the ways in which we heal ourselves so we can change the world. Hey friends, I'm so excited to talk to you guys a little bit today about human design, but this episode's going to be a little bit different because we are almost going to do it like in reverse, right? So often what has happened with human design is that as people are starting to learn about what it is, it is, it's become this very cerebral process. It's like we have to go through this learning curve simply to understand the language of what it means to be a manifester. When you pull up your chart and you see that you're a manifester, you're a gen- generator, you're a projector, whatever it is, you have to learn that language. Um, when you see that you have this authority, like what exactly is an authority and what is what is what do these different things mean? What do strategies mean? You know, and so there's a little bit of a learning curve that goes along with human design. And that's all good and fine, right? But the beauty of human design is that it is meant to be a lived experience. And honestly, how I even decided to study human design for the purpose of business and serving my clients had nothing to do with teaching people a system on human design. What happened was after working as a coach and a therapist and stepping into the space of a healer, I noticed or what I was experiencing, right? And and if anybody has any sort of nuances in their chart, anything that, you know, maybe less is, is less common than the population, you know that dealing with these nuances is hard because the blanket information for personal development or personal growth or health or healing is really created for the majority, for the masses. And so when you have a design type or you have um, a space in your chart, maybe it is a um, an arrow that points a certain way, maybe it's a center that's defined or undefined, and it's not within the majority, you can f- feel a sense of lack in that space, right? And that's not because the space is lack. It is because the information validating who you are is lack. Hmm. Sit with that one for a second. So anyways, as I was stepping back out into the space of being um, a healer and wanting to serve a greater um, audience, community, population, uh, what I was witnessing within was that very well-intentioned coaches, healers, therapists would, and again, very well-intentioned, would give you their information from the space of being an expert but really it was just being an expert over what worked for their life, yeah, or what they learned from someone else and that they were then just sharing or regurgitating. And there is no discernment 
as to whether or not that will work for you. When I speak from personal experience, being a manifester, somebody who's in eight to nine percent of the population and receiving a lot of advice that is meant for generators and trying to fit into this generator way of being. And so when I was finally like, okay, I, I know who I am. I feel good about who I am. I'm stepping out into who I am. How is it that I serve in integrity so that I don't create greater lack within my clients? How do I discern what is actually meant for you? And I kept asking that question over and over and over again. And of course, what showed up in my lap probably at that exact same time was human design. But I did not see human design at that time as something that I wanted to use for other people. It was something that I had enjoyed for myself. It was kind of like yoga. I've never um, had the desire to become a yoga teacher, but I was a very diligent with my practice for 20 years. And so with human design, I was seeing it as the same thing. I was like, okay, this is really cool. I want to learn so much about me. I want this to be able to help me with my business. I want this to be able to help me with um, understanding who I am. And it was probably, oh gosh, I mean, at least seven, eight months down the road of diving into my own journey that I was like, oh my goodness, Brooke, (laughs) this is the tool. This is the tool that you have been looking for. And so I went on then the the whole journey and the process of, of learning the system so that I could feel proficient in, in it and offer. Um, and it, I always knew from the very beginning that I never wanted to be a human design reader or teacher, but that I wanted to have this tool to have it as a space of discernment. And so it's been so great, you know, but a lot of people will come to me wanting to me to be their teacher, but I'm not necessarily their teacher. What it is that I do do with human design is that, again, I use it as a tool for discernment to know exactly what it is that is meant for you versus what's meant for me or what's meant for the greater population. What is something that is actually in alignment for you? And throughout this process, you know, I I love the term embody your design because that is what it is. And it's way too common within human design to start to learn this system and get all in your head and become very cerebral. It's like you just want to learn more information. It's very interesting. It turns you on. It excites you. And it also empowers you. And so you want to learn more and you want to learn more. But so few people slow down enough to actually embody it, to learn what it means to be a generator and wait to respond, what it means to be a manifester and to initiate, what it means to actually tap into your authority, right? And so that has been, that that is such an important part of human design. And then within all of that too is, is so much reckoning. When we actually step into the system, then we encounter some reckoning. We encounter all of the ways and all of the messages and all of of the information and, and, and the ways that we were conditioned. And that can feel like trauma, right? Then we can recognize that as trauma because trauma is simply something that was not validated and that tells a story or a narrative in your body over and over and over again and keeps you stuck. 
And so that now we can recognize that as trauma and it's important then to clear and heal and bless and release where we take all of this information that we just learned in the conscious and we process it in the body on the subconscious level. Or I'm sorry. Oftentimes it's in the reverse. It almost like with human design though, I was like, oh wait, no, it, you know, we, we are learning all of this and then you can pull down into the subconscious and say, ah, that's how I'm feeling. Oftentimes <laughs> in, um, when, when I am doing any sort of channeling, it's the reverse, right? We tap into the subconscious and then we raise it to the conscious. So it's very cool how, um, these, and I'm just literally having that like aha moment in this, <laughs> live on air with you um that it's sort of this beautiful flow and this um symbiotic relationship that um they just kind of work a little bit differently uh you know when you can learn the truth of who you are through your design type if that's something that really speaks to you and resonates with you right then it can be a pathway for you it can be a pathway for you to get into alignment some really cool examples that I like to um, I'd like to share with you um, that happened today. Um, such beautiful examples. So one example uh, in terms of just embodying your design and what this really looks like. So I was um, writing my Peloton this morning, and I love. I love Peloton and I, I, I say all the time, if you want a slice of humble pie on a daily basis, then get a Peloton because it's like the most ridiculous workout and I'm like always in last place. But um, but I feel amazing and had a great workout, right? So it was all good. And I love my instructor. I have one who is my absolute favorite and I just love her. Um, since discovering her, I have been showing up way more consistently. So this is not against either one of, um, uh, against her or against Peloton. Like it's, it's just nothing. These ha things happen and these things are said all the time and it's nobody's fault. It's just part of the way that society has been conditioned and why it's so important and why that I believe that there is this very massive movement that is waited, like that's been waiting, it's been brewing with inside me and that I'm so excited to carry all of us on in terms of reclaiming that, reclaiming these spaces and, and debunking these myths. Anyways, what she said was, um, and it was just very, very subtle, very brief, just in between the ride, right? And she said, if you lack motivation, then you need a routine. And it just hit me right away because within human design, we can see both of those things within your chart, motivation and routine. And if you lack motivation, then you need a routine that doesn't add up in the human design world unless you have one of those spaces consistent and defined in your chart. So there's a spot on the nine centers, the little um, shapes within your chart. One is called the heart space or the ego space. And that is the space of motivation. Now, if you have that defined in your chart, you have regular access to motivation. So motivation isn't something that should really be a challenge for you. I have a defined heart space. And so motivation isn't something that's really all that challenging for me, right? Motivation comes from within. But if you don't have a defined space, which majority of the population does not have a defined space, then you are constantly seeking motivation outside yourself. And she said, if you don't have that, then you need to create a routine. Well, guess what? What if you also or someone who is not designed to have a routine. Another part of our chart that is the lesser part of the population, right? And so if you look at your chart, 
and on your chart there are these arrows that are just at the top of by the head center and they're either pointing towards the head or pointing away from the head there are four arrows and if you look at the bottom left arrow and that is pointing to the right then you are not somebody who is designed for a routine i am someone who is not designed for a routine so imagine if you're both you lack motivation or you don't have consistent access to motivation and you're not one for a routine. Now, how much energy you are going to consistently expend on trying to develop those things when they are not a part of who you are. Now, does that mean that you can't work out or you can't get healthy? No, of course not. Right? It's just going to look really, really different. It's going to feel really, really different for you. And that's okay. Right? That's okay. But if you uh, get the message that it's like, oh, okay, well, I'm not that motivated, so I need to develop a routine. So you, you, you sit down and you write down this routine and you try to implement this routine. Maybe you're successful with this routine for a couple of weeks and then you fall off your routine and then you spend more energy feeling like oh gosh why can't I stay motivated why can't I keep a routine what's wrong with me right and we're spending we're expending energy in spaces that we should not expend energy because it's just taking up space for something that's just not there right and now we are human beings of free will and you can go ahead and do that all day long and you can force yourself to do it all day long but i challenge somebody who has done that and doesn't in some way shape or form feel burnt out tired or unhappy right because you're constantly working against your own flow the flow that is available to you in conjunction with the universe. Isn't that wild? And then for me, I just had this profound aha moment this morning. It was so great. And it's all around the same thing, right? Is that I'm somebody so the very top head center is, is a space for inspiration. And if that is not colored in, then you're not somebody who has consistent access to inspiration. Right, and you probably look outside of yourself for inspiration. That's me. I don't have that center defined. Most of us don't have it defined. For most of us, it's not colored in. And so oftentimes when I sit down to work, right, what will happen? When I need to sit down and have a podcast episode, for instance, or when I need to sit down and create content, or if there's something that I want to write, that inspiration won't come from within. The inspiration always comes from other, from something else. It comes from a conversation that I have with a friend. It comes from a um, session that I have with a client. It comes from writing my Peloton. <laughs> it comes from experiences that I live right? And they're all around me. They happen all around me all the time. If I get out of my chair and go live my life, right? Then I'm flooded with inspiration and it's so exciting. And what a beautiful thing to learn and remember and embody that I don't have to force myself to come up with something inspiring, right? I don't need to rack my brain I don't need to exhaust myself or exert myself in that way. Again, can I do it? Have I done it? Yep. Did I burn myself out? Yes, also. So, 
It's just, you know, kind of understanding these little nuances, this is where the real power of human design comes into play. And in all honesty, does it really matter? Does, like, <laughs> does human design really matter? Not so much, right? That what matters is that you feel good and aligned in who you are. And human design is just a system. It's just a tool. And in my experience, just a very highly effective tool that helps us get there. If it speaks to you, right? That's the other part of it speaks to you. But I mean, most of the, I, I, it's very, very, very rare that I have someone that's like, this isn't speaking to me at all. And usually if it's not, it's because they're really out of alignment and they end up then coming back more and more and more and more and more. <laughs> Those are the ones that want to learn the most because they're like, okay, wait, hang on, there's something to this. And so now I need to not learn more, but learn to embody more and get back into that alignment and play with it and practice it. Because at the end of the day, all of it, all of it is simply about reclaiming the truth of who you are. Who are you? Right? It's like the million dollar question. It's a multi-billion dollar industry trying to help people understand who they are. Because we're all looking to feel better, to get more connected to our purpose, to get more in love with ourselves, to heal our bodies, to build greater, deeper relationships, to experience love and pleasure, to allow freedom to be our compass. And as women, we have had, we've been so disconnected from this message for so long. We've been so disconnected from the truth of who we are for so long, centuries upon centuries. And so that's the goal. That is the goal. And the map that we use to get there is sometimes less relevant. It's just a map that I like and a map that I choose, among others, right? But carving out this pathway reconnecting to your center, tapping back into your body, knowing that that is a place of wisdom. Knowing that you are here on this planet at this time for a reason. And also simultaneously knowing that you chose this human experience. And this human experience is meant to be filled with the polarities. And the polarity is the, the hard, but it's also the easy. It's the sad and it's the joy. And reclaiming that space and reclaiming who you are and reclaiming the goddess energy. This, this is where the good stuff is. That's the magic. The magic is not knowing a system better than someone else does. It's not about just being able to have a conversation with friends about, you know, 
it's funny we, we use this term higher consciousness and I don't I, I actually despise the term higher consciousness because it, there's so much ego that works itself into that term and isn't it ironic that kind of the uh, whole intention behind all of this is to quiet the ego so that we can become one So, so many good things, but I just wanted to, you know, bring it back to why it's like some of these tools are so fun and I enjoy them and I think they're really powerful and I'm oftentimes blown away by just the magnitude and, um, and how accurate they are and also, right, but what's the whole reason? What's the whole reason for studying it? What's the whole reason for embodying it? What's the whole reason for playing with it? What's the whole reason for following different people on Instagram that share this content, right? And it's all about getting back to reclaiming the truth of who you are. So until next time, friends. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. It is my deepest belief that one space that is healing now is the Sisterhood Collective. The ways in which we support one another and show up for each other, we were never meant to do this alone. So I ask you in joining me in this effort. If my work and my words are speaking to you, I ask you to share it out. Tell someone about this episode or about my offerings. Share this on social media and tag me at Brooke Belden so that I can see you and honor you. Leave a review so the vibration of this work can increase in the algorithms and some other woman who is searching 